You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. On this episode of The Powerful Creator Show, I talk to the powerful creator, Lauren Herrera. Lauren's passion is helping women learn to love their bodies. Lauren has spent 19 years in the healing arts industry, and she believes that we are meant to move, and when we don't, the limiting emotions and experiences get trapped in the body. Her goal for every client interaction is to teach them to move with love and gratitude for their body. Lauren created a training system based on the five main barbell lifts in heavy strength training and the seven Pilates mat exercises for the transverse plane. The system was used at her gym in Old Town Pasadena called Pilates Barbell Club. She closed her brick and mortar establishment and started a podcast called Love is a Verb where she interviewed entrepreneurs from around the world about the moment they realized loving themselves was essential to life and how they are the change they wish to see in the world. Her podcast has been downloaded over 300,000 times and is listened to in 69% of the world's countries. As Lauren's journey has evolved, so has the show and her work. Currently, the podcast is called Lineage of Unlovable, and the topic is dismantling cultural and familial beliefs that get passed down through generations that leave us feeling unworthy and unlovable. She helps online clients and listeners recognize limiting beliefs so that there's space to create new beliefs that serve the individual. Be warned if you have small children listening, this podcast does contain adult content. Lauren, thank you for joining me today on the Powerful Creator Show. Thanks for having me, sister. I'm so excited to have your (laughs) spunky little self here. You're like totally one of my favorite people. So before we dive into the interview, I always like to ask everybody the same question, and that is, what does it mean to you to be a powerful creator? I really think that it means harnessing sexual feminine energy. And I think that that can go for men as well if they were able, if they're willing to tap into nature. Um, but with my life experience and where I am now creatively, I feel like it's really embracing sexual feminine energy. I think it's super powerful that we've neglected for centuries that has been slowly resurfacing recently. Okay. Well, you've obviously piqued my curiosity. So go a little bit deeper. What does sexual feminine energy mean? What does that look like? Well, so I'm obsessed with Dr. Joe Dispenza and Dr. Bruce Lipton. So I consume a lot of their material on YouTube and I read their books. And um, this in Spontaneous Evolution that was written in 2008 really got me thinking about this and was kind of like confirmation of things that I've experienced recently, like in the last year and a half. So I was like, huh, that's the feminine energy. And so in a nutshell, in spontaneous evolution, it's talking about civilizations and that we are facing the sixth extinction, the first one to be man-made. And we know this, like scientists have been telling, telling us recently in the next 12 years, we, we got to change something. Otherwise, we're not going to have a home in 12 years. And so with Bruce Lipton's book, in Spontaneous Evolution, he's talking about these feminine egalitarian societies south of the equator, mm-hmm. where they're a condor society. And north of the equator is 
the Eagle Society, right? Conquer, I'm going to do this on my own. And I'm like, oh, so interesting. And the more I got into looking at this feminine, sexual, creative energy, if creation of a next human being starts in our genitals mm -hmm. and is in that chakra, right? Our second chakra, right. then how, and we've, we women have above the equator <laughs> have really adopted, how do I show up in a man's world? Mm. We've been forcing ourself to like be in a matter timeline instead of a flow timeline mm. being in quantum and what do we desire and what are the rhythms of nature and what are the rhythms of our body and how can I actually harness my being, my body, which is an energetic conductor. So I post lots of sexy videos and my friend who's in marketing, who's a 24 year old man, he's like, are you asking for dirty DMs with this video? <laughs> and I was like, I never get a dirty DM. I never do. I get women who are like, F yes, sister. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because it's time. And it's interesting because I just talked to another woman the other day who teaches women to stand in their fierce feminine energy in positions of leadership and to not lose your feminine sexuality. And it sounds like that's exactly that kind of path that you're talking about. And so what do you feel like is the difference? Like when you're in flow, so you feel, it sounds like you feel like flow is a more feminine energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to not be interested in the moon and I have crystals and there's a physicist online who is now openly with her name. She used to have like a fake online name when she was still in the university because she didn't want to get laughed out of the university. Mm -hmm. And she'd say, you don't need to charge your crystals. You don't need to get a crystal for such and such thing, whatever. If you see a crystal and it speaks to you and you want to hold it, that's your crystal. Like don't overcomplicate this. And so I never charged my crystals until recently in the moon, just because now I'm like, eh, I kind of like this whole little ritual. And with the moon, it's like, if we, if we are not, if we still have our organs and we're still menstruating, then we have different hormones at different times of the month. And when our uterus is having a full and full, full liner, that's kind of like the culmination of the full moon of like, what are the things that I accomplished in the last four weeks? What have I learned to then be into menstruation or be into the new moon of, okay, well then now what's my intention for the next 28 day cycle? And so what I've noticed is that I'm super forceful and I have a annoying old neck injury. Like I technically still have herniated discs from from 2010 even, I just went through all my MRIs with a pain specialist last week. And um, if we look at Louise Hay's work of um, the emotions in your body, it's rigid thinking for right. the neck. So I can see, and like I've done powerlifting, I've done really heavy weightlifting, and I've been a businesswoman, I've been doing all these things where I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been forcing myself into really hardcore masculinity and what do I need to do as an entrepreneur? And what do I need to do as a business person? And what do I need to do to heal my neck? Versus my last cycle, I was like, okay, 
I'm going to take account of everything that happened in the last four weeks. And all of this really frenetic energy that I get when I'm starting to, when I'm going to be menstruating, I'm going to use that to clean everything. And I'm going to use it to plan what I'm going to do in the next four weeks. So that when my period comes, I'm going to be so excited and so fresh and so ready to go versus doing the fresh and ready to go stuff when my body doesn't want to, because now it's ovulating. Now it's trying to make room if there's going to be a sperm. Like it's, it's that kind of stuff. And then you leverage it and you can leverage it with the moon. So if you're a male or you're not menstruating, you can, you can do that same process with the cycles of the moon. Oh, interesting. So it is like honoring that cyclical nature of everything. And that's really just a law of the universe that everything happens in cycles, Mm -hmm. including us, our bodies, our energy. And I like that idea of, um, using the moon as, as a metaphor and that symbol of having our period and letting go of shedding the old, what's there, what you're not using as a type of reflection and inviting back in the new. So it sounds like you're on a really interesting and different path than where you were even a year ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's a good path and it's interesting how you said, um, excuse me, how you said about um, when you read something and then you see it showing up in other places that those are total God winks. I call them. Oh yeah. Oh wink. I like that. Yeah. They're God winks. It's like, it's a confirmation like, yes, Lauren, you are on the right track. And I think that that's true for everybody when they're, when they're on the right track and on the right path for their, for your own life and what you're exploring and what you're truly interested in and what's really driving you is that it's, it feels natural and you start to get those little God winks that are like, yeah, that's right. That's right. So what does the sexual feminine, is this something that you're teaching your clients now more about how to do? I'm not, I'm just living it up right now. I'm totally having fun with the process for myself. Um, What I do is I, I help women like their body and I really had to take a step back because last year was crazy. So everybody, without saying too much, we, I separated with my husband of six years and a week after we separated, my stepdaughter went on life support for being septic with pneumonia. She's okay. She's out of the hospital. She's 16. She's doing her thing. And, um, that really, that experience forced me, I feel to experience God. If God is an acronym for, um, generosity, oneness, and destiny. Because the amount of focus for her and her inner being, my focus was on her inner being, not the physical state of her body. So if I was in the hospital room with her, that could not be the focal point, even though, you know, it did touch her and kiss her and like do all these things. Like it, tra- it, it really made me have to put into practice the things that I believe that I would do for like my business manifest manifesting and focusing on my desires for business. I had to do it for her and like, just feel I was connected to her. So once the dust really settled and relationships kind of shifted and something in my career shifted in January of this year, I looked back at everything that I've done since I've graduated high school. I've always been in fitness and no matter what mindset or metaphysics that I got into, it all came back to body. And so if we really look at from a quantum physics level, our body is an energetic conductor. Right. And our heart has 40,000 neurons 
that speak to the unconscious mind. And so all these things that we hear about listening to your heart and spiritual practices about the heart now is being quantified by science. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is what I've been doing this whole time because coming from fitness and being and having eating disorders myself and ruining my digestive system, taking a whole year for it to heal, I've hated my body, you know? And it's like when you're in fitness and you're a woman, you kind of are either force, I'm going to show you how disciplined I am and look at how cut I am and look at my fake boobs and look at how vascular I am and I'm tan. You're that one. Mm -hmm. Or you're the one who says you work out because you love your body and you enjoy the process and you let the results follow. So I'm more on that side, but I was wanting to be that other girl, could never do it. And so if I teach people how to like their body, that means that if this is an energetic conductor, the dislike that people have for their body doesn't really have to do with their body. It has to do with something that they're upset about that the vibration is manifesting in being overweight or being underweight or having so much focus on self and time because that focus on self and time is preservation mm. in fight or flight. And that only comes from stress. Right. And if it's not physical stress from the outside in, it's mental stress of what you don't like about yourself. So... I'm having fun with the sexual stuff on my own on the Instagram and like playing around with my friends. Um, but like for really like what, like what's like the heart and soul of, of my work and why I think I'm here is to show people that this is just an energetic conductor right. for your creativity, you know, because if you're happy, you don't care how my cellulite, how much cellulite is there. You may not like it. I don't like my cellulite, but I'm not obsessed about it like I used to be. Right. And because everybody has it. It's not like it's, especially women, it's like, yeah, it's just a normal part of your body. And I don't know how to get rid of it. I've never known how to get rid of it. And I love that. Um, well, you know, I totally believe that the body is a conductor. It's an, it's a sending and receiving station. And if you clean it and keep it pure, keep your energy pure, keep your energy up, keep your vibrations up, that you send and receive what you're meant to send and receive. So that's that same thing that we were talking about before with the God wings and knowing that you're on the right track. And so with this, with this sexual energy, now, are you talking about, when you say sexual energy, are you talking specifically about sex per se, or is it more about femininity and feminine sexuality? I think that yeah, that's a good distinction. So I don't think I'm going to turn into one of those people online who's like, sex, 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 and massage your breast and masturbate and do all these things. I don't think I'm going to go there. It's not really my interest. Um, I think what it is for me is that like with my experience of forcing myself to show up in a man's world mm -hmm. in my career and being in fitness and doing powerlifting. So like my physical presence was very strong and masculine and energetic presence, right? I didn't really look that much different. And career-wise of pushing so hard, like when I met you, I was doing my podcast seven days a week. I pushed hard. Yeah. I was following a man's business plan and thought I was going to have all these things happen. <laughs> I mean, it could have happened, but I mean, like who's to say, right? There's no like one way. Um, but I, and I think what has happened for me too is that I have denied my intuition for basically like the whole marriage. Mm -hmm. and. 
I think when I really came to terms with that, and then I looked at hindsight of how I shut myself down sexually, I was like, oh, so I've been forcing something. I've been denying my female intuition, my female energy. And as a consequence, sex was just like the furthest thing from me. And if I'm going to turn off that chakra and not experience creativity in the way that chakra kind of embodies, it also shut, it shut me down from so many things. Yes. Yeah. That's a really interesting thing to start to notice about your, about yourself and about your energy and about your body that you can't shut off one aspect and not have it affect other parts of your life and how that carries over. I don't know if I told you what really happened. I don't think I did. It'll be, so, so this is okay. This okay, will be dish. Dish. Don't excited. you worry about it. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> so, so I, I had tried to leave my marriage several times throughout the marriage. And I went to a conference and I felt like the universe was funneling energy into my body. And my heart chakra just expanded. Like my heart, like, you know, when you can hear your heart beating, mm -hmm. it was like that for hours. Wow. And like I felt all this circulation and I was like, what is happening? Like what is shifting? Like I, I could tell, I knew something was happening. And then my second chakra was like wildly active. And so then it's like, we joke about it with some of the people who know I experienced this because essentially I was turned on and I was turned on energetically. Right. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, look at what I've shut down in my heart yeah. that has shut this down. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I'm feeling my whole body and I'm feeling connected. It was sexual energy, mm -hmm. quote unquote, for everyone who's listening on the podcast and not watching, but it wasn't about sex totally at all. Understand that. Yeah. I totally understand that. And like, we have so much taboo around sexual energy and sex. And if a girl's like being sexy, does it mean she wants it? And like, no, can't we just like be happy with this and like enjoy our body? It's a creative energy. It's a very energetic thing. And it's a, for me, it has a flavor of also just confidence in who you are. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. And not with, and it doesn't have a, um, I think that it also doesn't have an aspect of competition with other women when you're standing in your own sexual energy and your own femininity. And you want it for them. You're like, yeah. girl, did you know about this? You yeah. want it for, you want it for them too. Yeah. Cause that is really interesting that we do shut off ourselves as women. We learn how to live and get by from a male perspective, especially if we have careers or we want careers or if we, you've ever worked in corporate America, which I did for a long time. And it's, you really do have to shut off that part of yourself. That's playful and feminine and sexy and you just have to shut it off. And then, then of course you turn into the ball buster, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like you said that you feel it, you don't realize the, the impact it has on you when it's shut off until you feel it open back up. Well, yeah. And you know, it's like one of the women who was at this conference, um, ended up, she was in a, in like a relationship that she, you know, she knew deep down in her heart, she shouldn't be there. She stayed for a long time. She had cervical cancer. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I know about manifestations in the body. If I'm going to continue to shut this down in myself, 
what will I have going on in my body 10 years from now? Right. And so that really like really caused me to shift and be okay with energy because before this experience at this conference around this time last year, I was so forceful and so responsible for everything that was happening because that's what I believed in that you, you respond to what happens to you and you take accountability for your feelings and then you do the work and you move on. But I was like taking in like every bad thing that ever happened around me was like, well, what did I do to cause that? How did I manifest mm-hmm. that? What was my vibration? And force, 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 make everything perfect to where I had no connection to my body of when my body was saying to slow down and take um, inventory. And then when to speed up, because sometimes I'd want to speed up and I'd be like, oh no, Lauren, if you work too hard, your neck is going to flare. But really that was the time to allow, that my body was saying, go, go, go. Right now's the time to go. Let's do it. Mm, and you're too busy arguing with yourself instead of just listening, listening. to that feeling. Yeah. And trusting so your body. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So are, you, are you more on a rhythm now where you go, go, go when your body feels like it's time to go, 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 and then you give yourself downtime and permission to have downtime? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I am. Because you know what? I was thinking about my last cycle. My last cycle, I cleaned out a whole bunch of papers and journals that didn't feel good to review. There was no purpose in keeping them. So I got rid of all of that stuff a few days before my cycle. And then when my cycle hit, I whipped out a spreadsheet and like made all of my social media content. And I was like, that makes perfect sense. Now all I have to do is look at the spreadsheet every day and, and do my content. You know, like, cause it was it's such yeah. a creative time versus waiting the day of to like write something meaningful or record something and stuff like that. So how are you learning how to do that and to be in rhythm with yourself like that? How are you listening and trusting? Or do you have any, any guidance or wise words from a woman who's living it? Yeah. Well, I like the MyFlow app and um, I can give you the link to it, Cheryl, if you want to put it in the show notes. Yes. It's super simple. And what I like about, um, you, bu- you buy it. And I found her on a podcast. And so it'll show you, I mean, I guess all of them will show you. I've never paid for a period of app except for this one. It'll show you what phase you're in. It'll give you a little insight to what could be true for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always match how I feel. But I know that like when I'm starting to feel antsy, I'm like, okay, this is creative time. Oh yeah, this makes sense. Or because um, I get antsy leading up to my period. I don't really get tired. I'm like, give me something to do. What do I need to work on? Yeah, I'm the same way. Or I get anxiety. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So I use the app. And then I also like, I've, I've meditated, you know, like Dr. Joe Dispenza has really great meditations. And if I don't have time to do an hour and 20 minute one with him or a 45 minute one with him, I'll just sit quietly for 15 minutes and just really try to tune in and just be present in my body and not think about the past, not to think about the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that that then allows you to be like, oh, I do feel good today. Or, oh, if I just adjust my neck and I stop being such a critical thinker and like smushing my eyebrows and leaning forward because I'm so intense, I could be like, actually, is there anything intense going on right now? No. So meditation, technology, and having a period long enough to notice that (laughs) I've ignored it and that I could relate to, yeah, I feel this way when I'm in ovulation or menstrual or follicular. Is that how you say it? Follicle stage? I don't know. 
one of those stages, of those stages that all of these things are magical, wonderful, amazing bodies go through. That's just incredible. Our, I know our bodies are the way that I view them is that we are little microcosmic universes unto ourselves. And mm -hmm. your body is a reflection of the, the bigger universe and that we are created to create just, and I feel like, you know, just like the universe created itself, that we have that urge in us to create and you create either um, in a constructive way or you create in a destructive way. And mm -hmm. I love what you're saying about getting into a rhythm and trusting your body and just relaxing, relaxing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And non-menstruating women can do it with the moon. We're tied, we're tied the mood, what moon, whether we have our periods or not. So you can, you could start to do this process with the moon. I find that really interesting with them. Um, do you know anything about human design at all? Oh, wait, why do I know about it? I don't. I well, there's different personalities that you are. And so that's people, what you did with me. I think I did a little did bit it. of your human design. A little, okay. I, I don't think I did your human design. I think I did your gene keys chart, but the, oh. with human design, you're either a manifester, a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector or a reflector and people who are reflectors are instructed to wait an entire lunar cycle before making big decisions because it takes oh. that long for it to flow through their body and to feel what a proper decision feels like and so I really appreciate what you're saying from a standpoint of getting more into a flow and because we all have those days where you just feel more like, oh, today's the day I feel like I could sit down and get all my books done and I'm feeling really analytical and numbers driven today and, and to honor that and to be able yeah. to say like on your calendar, okay, then that's what I'm going to do versus no, I have this on my schedule. I'm going to force myself to do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one of the hard things too, is that if you're an entrepreneur, then you have to be the manager of your own schedule to wear all the hats. And just like if you've had a job or you know people who have a job and they talk about how they show up to work and they just can't focus, right? it's the same thing. And it's like, we just have more responsibility to do it. And, and I think also is that I, when I've done the online test from the therapy standpoint of a highly sensitive person, mm -hmm. I qualify, I match a highly sensitive person and a highly sensitive person as an entrepreneur is fantastic because we're like the seers and the Royal advisors for the civilization. However, if we are trying to show up in a man's world to say, I wake up every morning at 5.30 a.m. and then I meditate for 15 minutes, then I do 15 push-ups, 15 sit-ups, 15 squats, like you know Tim Ferriss or something. And like we start to do all these man-regimented things and we're a highly sensitive person and we're female, it's gonna be really hard and or something eventually is going to break down in our body. I am convinced. I think you're right. And there, you know, it's, it's interesting when you look at it that way, because just how a man's brain works versus how a woman's brain works are two totally different things. We don't think like a man and they have, they're very compartmentalized and they have the ability to really focus and think on one thing at a time. Yeah. Whereas we are like every browser is open <laughs> all at once and we can yeah. just bing, 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 switch back and forth. And so it's important to acknowledge that that we have that ability, but also be able to reel it in a little bit. So it's like that balance, finding that balance and that the yin and the yang, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In yeah. our bodies. Do you, have you ever read any of um, Besser van der Kolk's work on the body keeps the score? No, but I want to now. Oh yes. <laughs> People love it. It's all about how uh, emotions and trauma live 
and they compare oh. themselves in your body. So you, yeah, it's called the body keeps the score. And that's definitely something along the lines that you're talking about that it does. And it's, you know, sore necks are represent, re- representative of other things and yeah. sore backs. And so, you know, it's interesting that, um, you say that and I look at sicknesses that people have gotten that I've known, like as you get older, you start to know people and things start yep. happening. <laughs> and I know somebody who just had some kind of spinal problem. And I thought it was really ironic because this particular person I've always said has no spine. Like they're just so wishy-washy. So mean. Do whatever. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know if you know me, I say it like it is, <laughs> but I've always said, I'm like, they need to stand up for themselves and stop being so passive aggressive and being, you know, get a spine, get a spine. And I thought that was just really like, wow, that's just really ironic that that would happen. That's super ironic. I want to read that because as a Pilates teacher, a lot of us have straight thoracic spines where they're supposed to be a little bit concave Mm. and straight cervical spines when they're supposed to be convex. Interesting. And I'm not, I'm a serious teacher of the work. I'm not serious in the session. I make the session fun because I've been to a lot of Pilates stuff where it's just like they have a stick up their butt. And so I can kind of see, hypothesize that if you're one of these like snooty Pilates teachers where you think this is the best way to move, then you'd have a messed up spine. And then the other side of me is that this is purely uh, a work hazard because you're demonstrating tall posture for so many hours a day. And then you're looking down at people so it makes sense structurally that your spine would change. But I think it has a lot to do with mind too. I cannot wait to read that book. Yeah, you'll love it for sure. Okay, my dear Lauren, well, we are just about out of time. So tell people where they can find you. Ooh, you can find me at laurenherrera.com and Instagram at Lauren Michelle Herrera. And Facebook, facebook.com slash Herrera.Lauren. But go to laurenherrera.com because the front page will tell you exactly um, how I work and my beliefs around the body. And they can find um, links to your podcast and anything you have going on your courses and what your your coaching and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. on your website. Yes. Okay. Well, awesome, Lauren. What an interesting conversation. You're such an interesting person. I always love talking to you. I always learn something new when I talk to you. And I just think you're fascinating. I really love you. Oh, I love you too. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lauren. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Powerful Creator Show with Cheryl Sosnowski. Subscribe at iTunes or go to PowerfulCreatorShow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. Have a powerfully creative day.